Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast, where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my personal experience and opinions, and never a substitute for any medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world. Hi, you guys. I hope you're all doing great. Today, we're going to be talking about how to get started with spirituality. And I know that a lot of you that follow me, that listen to my podcast episodes, that comment on my posts and things like that, are not really new to spirituality, but a lot of you are. And it's actually something, I think, to be pretty conscious about, the way that you... um, yeah, go about the whole topic of spirituality in your life. And pretty regularly, I will get messages from people saying like, hey, I'm so happy I found your Instagram page. Thank you so much for your posts. And people basically telling me that they're pretty new to spirituality in general and that my work has helped them in some way and is a part of their, uh, yeah, the start to their spiritual journey. And for me, I'm like the type of person who... Um, does not um, take like compliments very well and I don't really often feel very like proud of myself not to be like pity party but at the same time I'm also a person who's not super easily affected by criticism but in these moments that's really really special to me to hear that kind of uh, feedback from people because that means that what I'm doing is truly helping people along on their spiritual journey and that for me is just crazy to to realize and such an honor something that I don't take lightly and I take very seriously so I've actually received this question a few times like do you have any tips for me uh, on how, how to get started with spirituality in general and that is for me because um, this is really like my everyday reality So I almost forget that there was also a time for me where I did not uh, engage with my own spirituality at all. And I kind of even tried to ignore it. But that feels uh, so foreign to me now to think about. And it's so cool to realize that there are actually people who also don't come from a necessarily very spiritual background. But are starting to discover this side of themselves and... um, Yeah, and are doing research and and trying things. And it's a real honor for me to help you think about and help you get started with. I put answering this question off for a while just because it feels so big to me. And I felt like, hmm, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask because I work as a shaman. That's what I do. But I definitely don't pretend to know everything. And yeah, again just such an all-encompassing thing. So spirituality, I'm just gonna kind of think out loud with the mic on, so bear with me, and maybe this this episode will just invite a lot more questions. We'll just see how it goes. So the first thing that comes up in my mind is, okay, what is actually spirituality? It's an, an inner knowing, I think, that a lot of us have, that we are bigger than just our physical daily lives. So we are, you know, physical beings in the world that are 
having, you know, a spiritual experience through the things that we do, maybe our religion or other practices that we have. But at the same time, we know that we're actually a spiritual being, we're consciousness that is having a time-based physical experience. And to me, it feels like we're constantly negating or going in between the two. And yeah, I know that there are a lot of people in the world who think that spirituality is just bullshit and that like to go by the things that they can see and the things that they can touch and are very rational about that. And that is something that I am really familiar with because I'd say most of my family and friends are not very spiritual at all. Um, And I don't... uh, Yeah, I don't really judge that. It's just a given. And it's also the reason for me that I never really talked about this side of myself in my own life. But I do think that, although I, of course, you know, respect that, that you are kind of missing out if you're not engaging with spirituality at all. Because I do have experienced so many miracles by now that they're almost normal and part of everyday life for me in my work, especially with my clients. So say that you come from this background, you don't consider yourself spiritual or you considered yourself formerly not spiritual at all, but something has sparked your interest. Let's start with the question, why? What do you want out of spirituality? What do you expect out of spirituality? And is it more comfort that you're looking for? Can it also be a bit of escapism or a true awakening? Because I feel like the reasons that people engage with spirituality are very diverse. And there's a big difference, which I think is especially valuable to go into, between looking for spirituality outside of yourself and looking for um, a higher awakening inside of yourself. So, of course, spirituality gives a lot of comfort because it gives people the idea that there is a lot of meaning to the things that we do in life. And especially, I think, the less positive things that happen to us. Um, It gives us comfort knowing that, especially if you believe in reincarnation, that we have connections with, you know, family members, spirits that support us from the other side of the veil. Um, So there's a a lot of comfort that you can get from from practicing spirituality and growing that aspect to yourself. Um, But there's a big difference, I think, in between escapism and true awakening. And I've talked about this a little bit before because I just see it so much. And especially if you're one of those people that ask me this question, that's one of the first things that I will want to bring to your attention. Really notice If you are just not so happy with your physical reality and want to practice spirituality because you feel like um, that can help you sort of downplay your everyday physical life and the value of the things that happen there, kind of like, oh, um, life is an illusion, that kind of thing. Or are you looking for a real awakening? Because as you already expect, I am really against the idea of using spirituality uh, in an escapist way. So in any way that tries to undermine the value of our everyday reality. Because I truly believe that 
we are in this body, in this world, the place that we are right now, because we need to be here and we have a specific mission here, um, whether it's to learn or to teach others, probably both. And I really want to always help people refocus on the true value of um, our physical reality. And then the true awakening, if you want to get really real and use spirituality to grow, I think that's a better perspective, a better vantage point, a better premise to have in your spirituality. And with that, the work shadow work immediately comes to mind. And if this doesn't ring a bell with you at all, please go back to my episode about shadow work because I explain all about it and, and the value of it there. It's a really helpful episode, if I do say so myself. Um, but it just um, goes to show you more about the hard work that we do in our physical life and how that relates to our spirituality. So shadow work is really, I think, the reason why a lot of people become spiritual after they, for example, get burnt out or they lose a loved one or they get really sick or depressed. That's where a lot of people find spirituality and that's not a coincidence. It's because through our physical reality and going as deep as we can into it, and this is often through suffering, that we find God, source, the divine, the light. So that just um, is another proof, I think, of the true value of our physical existence. So after you've asked the question for yourself, why do I want to be more spiritual or have more spiritual practices, introduce those in my life and, and start to integrate that into myself, then let's look at your definition of spirituality. What is spirituality to you specifically? Because it's such a broad and abstract concept. And I always, in my work, want to empower people to heal themselves, be critical and be discerning and really empower themselves in every way, which is also why I don't want you to adopt my opinions or my perspectives, but really wonder for yourself, like, what is your definition of spirituality? So, um, yeah, about being in the physical realm in everyday life, like being a uh, spiritual being, having a physical experience as well as vice versa, the other way around. I think spirituality really serves me in the physical realm because I feel like the better I do here in life, the more it benefits the collective for the highest good. And I think that's why I'm here. And I really do believe that that's why we are all here. And anything else to me is really escapism. And at the same time, I think that there's even a little bit of escapism in that for me personally too, because I was depressed for such a long time in my life and really sick that I always kind of had this very deep sense of I don't understand why I'm here, why I was born, because my body doesn't seem to work. I just cannot seem to find happiness and health. 
So what is the point? And a very strong sense that I did not want to reincarnate after this life. So to be fully real with myself and with you guys too, I think that's also a little bit of a reason why I feel like I want to do good in this life so that I don't have to come back. So it's kind of like a catch-22, I guess. But um, I don't think that I am an escapist necessarily because I do not try to seek out every possible spiritual experience. I see this a lot in people where they want to try every type of practice, every type of religion, meditation, uh, join societies, um, really try everything under the sun, especially with psychedelics, to seek out every possible type of spiritual experience. Um, I'm not like that at all. I'm very selective and critical about what type of consciousness I let my consciousness interact with because I've seen the darker side as well. I'm quite um, careful about that and I urge you to be the same. So when we talk about what is your definition of spirituality, I'd say to go back to that, do some reading, some good research to not try and seek out everything. Don't immediately try and adopt and integrate everything. But it can be very helpful to um, get a bit of a sort of base basis in your understanding of what spirituality is. And I read a book, The Law of One, The Raw Material. And that is a book that consists of two parts. And it's not an easy read at all. But that, I think, to me, when it comes to spirituality, is probably the most valuable thing that I've read. Because it gives a really good basic understanding of universal consciousness and how it works. And um, it's actually hypnosis material. Let me think. What is it again? It's three people that... Oh, yeah. They do um, meditation and a type of hypnosis. And then at some point... Um, consciousness starts to talk to them and basically it's the universal collective consciousness that is communicating with them basically how the universe works and um, our role in it so if you're new to spirituality if you read the law of one and of course read that super critically too but that'll give you a really big head start and also i think a lot of discernment and just a framework for your development as a human being to to understand the world and um, understand yourself and especially when it comes to spirituality and the things that you are seeking out another thing that i would really that's almost self-evident but really use your higher self and what i mean by that also check out my episode about alignment by the way um your higher self is basically your consciousness, the part of your consciousness that's eternal and all-knowing. And we are constantly mediating back and forth between our higher self and our physical self, which is definitely not all-knowing. And I think there's great power in admitting that we don't know everything. We see probably a fraction of what there is to see and we understand probably less than a fraction of what there is to understand. But we do have a higher self-consciousness and 
we go back and forth between our higher consciousness and our physical self between eight times a minute. So that's where intuition comes from. Um, all of these great ideas, all of the miracles that we experience. And your higher self really knows what is right and what's wrong, where your mission and purpose is. And I always tell people to use their emotions, kind of like their compass, to their higher self. So the happier you are, the more aligned you are. Because when people talk about alignment, you're talking about alignment with your higher self. And your emotions are the best indicator in terms of where you are in your alignment. So I always advise people to use their own consciousness, really go inside. And the way that you can really do this is just by meditating, closing your eyes, focusing on your breath, visualize. This is so underestimated. Prayer as well is so underestimated. And you will start to notice that whatever type of spiritual exercise or modality or type of spiritual yeah exercise that you choose to do this will always be the first start and there's a reason for that it not only helps you connect to your higher self it shows you that you basically don't need any external person including me for your own spiritual growth um you have your higher self, you are infinite consciousness, you're an extension of infinite consciousness, and therefore you on some level already know everything, have already experienced everything, so you are always the person who is going to have the answers, and when you have spiritual experiences, you are the one having them, it's your consciousness having that experience, so I want you to please never lose sight of the fact that you have that power, that ability inside of yourself. Because especially since the, you know, 60s, 70s, with all of this new age stuff coming up, what kind of bothers me about that is that a lot of it kind of implies that we are not good enough as we are, we're not perfect, we're not whole. And we need outside gurus or people or teachings to basically tell us what to do and how to become spiritual. And I do not agree with this at all. This is you just giving your power away. This ties into my first question. Why do you want to work with spirituality? Because a lot of people who are spiritual or who call themselves spiritual are actually not they're actually service to self and they're looking for energy so when you start to practice spirituality from a place of you know that thirst and eagerness and wanting to learn you're very vulnerable for for these type of people and also teachings and and institutions can be that way too maybe it's good to explain a little bit more about how i understand the universe and this is largely actually based on the law of one. And also about how polarity works. Probably should have started with that. Well, the universe you can understand as consciousness. And consciousness needs to or wants to expand. This is why, um, you know, say that you're a scientist or a physicist, you would probably explain this in the sense of, 
the universe's consciousness and it's, and it started with the big bang and it's expanding itself every second at the speed of light in the same way you can understand it as, as consciousness that's growing well if consciousness started as itself as that one thing that energy how can it grow it can only grow if there is something to grow in or something to grow because of or something to grow into so that immediately implies an other well how do you have an other when there's nothing there's just consciousness well the consciousness expands by experiencing itself and to experience itself it has to fragment because consciousness as a whole is infinite and it's timeless so it can only experience itself by becoming fragmented so into universes and solar systems and planets and stars and people and animals and rocks and butterflies anything that you can imagine and those incarnate infinitely so that the universe can have every type of experience and when that incarnation that life is over you or that solar system or animal or whatever fragmentation it is brings that experience back to source and that's that is how source grows so source then being consciousness that energy so this is kind of a basic understanding of the universe that i have and of consciousness and like i said there needs to be sort of an other to something to to expand in or into or to expand because of this is where polarity comes in so in the law of one they actually explain that at some point in the early stages of the earth there was a dimension where or actually before the earth probably there was a dimension that was just good and light and you can differentiate good and bad or dark and light between service to self which is dark or bad if you want to call it that and service to others which is the light and the good and when there was only service to others you know infinite love consciousness there was no development happening there was no change there was just nothing happening because there's no incentive to change or to do anything if everything is already perfect in infinite love right so that's where the polarity of dark or bad or service to self came in you can also you know use the adam and eve story as kind of a parable if that helps just taking a sip of water um so now that you have two poles, light and dark, or good, good and bad, or service to, to others and service to self, between those poles, everything can happen. And now when we incarnate, we have to navigate throughout our lives in between service to others and service to self. And that is where everything happens. So when you practice spirituality, especially, that is such an amplifier, I feel like, of human nature. It's kind of the same thing when people start to make money or start to gain power. Their human nature really comes out. And a lot of people, this may surprise you because it is not the understanding that most people like to have of spirituality. 
there's a lot of people who do not want to face their true self, their true physical reality, and are really in it for the power and to um, influence others, basically. Because when people or energy is corrupted, which means that they do not have a straight connection to source, to the divine, or to God, they have to get their energy from elsewhere, which is usually other people. So this is why you often have energy vampires or the type of people that endlessly dwell on their own negativity and they like to use other people or you feel that people, certain people drain your energy. That's the type of person that I'm talking about. And not to knock them or diss those kind of people because a lot of people that do this, they have no idea that they're doing it and they don't mean to. But this is what happens a lot. And there are also people and teachings and institutions that do this consciously, especially in the new age. So I want you to be very careful about these super, super popular teachings. I probably shouldn't name them here, but I'm going to. Like the secret or the law of attraction or A Course in Miracles, those types of teachings. The reason that I do choose to mention them is because I really want to help you, but I also don't want to get a lot of like haters that I have to deal with or like my podcast shut down or whatever. But I spend a lot of time researching and doing a lot of quote-unquote shadow work on where a lot of these teachings come from. And many of them have the same source, which is not very pure in itself. So when you practice spirituality, this even happens when kids that play with Ouija boards. Please don't ever do this and never allow your kids, especially or anyone, to do these types of things. Or even buying certain books or taking certain teachings into your home even listening to specific types of music, they hold different energy and often energy contracts behind them that have been set up that way consciously to feed off of your energy and your consciousness. And there are many, many ways in which it is done. I actually got a super smart question from Lauren, who asked me, can you talk about how the forces of anti-awakening Use spirituality and the occult to trick us. This is going to be a very, very big one. And this is what I'm touching upon here. But um, yeah, so I'll go into that in a different podcast episode. But um, just know that whatever you take into your house, even if it's a certain deck of tarot cards or even astral travel, also go and listen to my podcast episodes about astral travel. I actually don't think that I uploaded that one, which I'll do soon. And then there's also the one about negative entity attachment. Please go ahead and listen to those as well to know how to stay away from this type of thing. And just know that the higher and stronger your consciousness is, that frequency is very hard for low frequency consciousness to coexist with because it's literally a different frequency of consciousness. So just know that the stronger that you get and the more further along that you get just focusing on engaging with your own consciousness and other positive consciousness, that'll be the best protection in itself. So before using any external teachings, people, modalities, 
research thoroughly and you're literally just doing this by using Google, Google the people that came up with it, the writers of the books, where did they get the inspiration from, look at their references, their footnotes, Google those concepts that they mentioned, and chances are that you are going to end up in, for example, just to name one example, like the Theosophical Society. That's where a lot of teachings and, and other societies and philosophies and books and even institutions and types of schools like Steiner School spring from. And this is a very uh, dark origin. And even if the thing that you're doing is, you know, 120 years later and it's a very watered down, far-fetched type of version of those teachings, it still has that energetic lineage. So just be very careful about what you use and research. And if you have doubts, you can always just send me a message. Chances are that I have heard of it and I can tell you a little bit about it. But you want to really build this database of, uh, of a framework for yourself to do this with if you're, if you're serious about this. And your consciousness is basically all that you have. So I would say do take it very seriously. And a lot of people offer up their consciousness and their power in search of enlightenment. And it attracts a lot of people and, you know, things, institutions that are power hungry. So I just really want to drive that home. To use your own intuition, definitely do not try everything at once. Because if you're doing that, you're not thinking very clearly about what it is that you want to achieve. I'd say be also kind of careful about things like astral travel, leaving your body, especially in the beginning. And also when you try things at once, it's very hard to judge things by their effects. Research what you try. Do shadow work, aka due diligence. Research you know, the Theosophical Society, Luciferianism, all that kind of thing. I can help you with that if you want to learn more about that. And this is not to um, engage or practice that at all. Never do that. But it's really good to know what you're up against and what kind of teachings they practice. And I am very much looking forward to telling you more about this in, uh, in a podcast episode on, on itself. Find the right mentors, find the right supporters, maybe tell someone what you're doing so that you can have someone who can kind of check in on you. And most important lesson that I can give you at this stage is go by how things make you feel. If things feel a little bit dark, and I, and I know that a lot of people like that, that kind of romantic sexy vampiristic feeling of spirituality please don't please don't engage with that just go by how things truly make you feel are they really helping you and do they really make you feel like you learn something new or that you feel closer to yourself that is by far the best indicator that what you're doing is right so i'm gonna leave it here i think this was already uh, another 30 minutes I did not prepare this episode at all, so I know that I sound probably a little bit all over the place, but um, 
yeah, hope that that isn't too distracting and that this um, is at all helpful. And I think even if you're not new to spirituality at all, it's maybe a good a good reminder anyway. So hope this was helpful. Let me know. Follow up questions and um, yeah, stay safe. And when you work with spirituality, really truly make it your own your own thing about your own consciousness and connecting with your higher self. And of course, in my work, we do the integration of soul fragments, removing blocks, all that kind of thing is actually really helpful, especially um, before you want to start working with your own consciousness. But just know that in essence, when it comes down to it, you do not need anyone other than your own consciousness and that you are spirit you are spirit you are consciousness you are spirituality therefore so please um, know that you have everything that you're looking for already inside of you all right bye guys be back soon